0: Oh, hello. How's it going, Publius?
1: It's going, Dumpling. It's a Friday? Crazy, huh? Feels like a... I don't even know what day it feels like. It's The week has been a blur, though, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's been a busy week. That's, that's very true. How are you, Dumpling? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I opened a bottle of wine,
0: and I'm letting it breathe. The next hour, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna crack
2: into it. How about that? Uh, <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I think.
1: Uh, whoa, is there a diamond bean FT in the chat? Look at that! Whoa, we've got a celeb in town,
2: everybody. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Got C. Nice BNFT, brother. There it is. There it is. Wow. The diamond. Too
1: hot. Um, the winter BNFT diamond, no less. All right. Should we get started? Time to get started.
0: All right, everyone. So this is a Town Hall Path Forward AMA. So all questions are welcome. You can raise your hand. You can post them in the classroom chat. Um, and if for some reason you can't, you can't talk, then leave and come back because sometimes that we have that issue. But
2: um, yeah, I'll uh, check the chat here. Just gonna say questions below.
1: Oh my God, we have a second Diamond Bean FT in the chat. What is going on tonight? The 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 Diamond hands are here. I guess Bean Sama, shout out.
2: Ready. I think there was one that someone had written in, so I'm going to start with that one. Okay,
0: it's kind of a long one, so bear with me. Publius <clears throat> and the rest of the team. While we are heading towards, at least according to the latest rumors, a possibly eye watering refinance event of Beanstalk, I have a philosophical question about the envisioned end state of the Beanstalk protocol. What does Beanstalk look like when it is, quote, done? Will it ever be done? Can it be done? Or is it supposed to be alive, growing, and mutating? Or will it go the way of Bitcoin and at some point fossilize, become a primitive, and sink into the DeFi bedrock? The reason I'm asking is, of course, the now common understanding of the human element as the perpetual source of errors in any system.
1: It's a wonderful philosophical question. Uh, from our perspective, the goal has always been towards to to have beaten stock trend towards the uh immutable, dinosaur like primitive that it's very hard to change. Uh the thought behind a fifty percent stock majority to change a bip you know, was that it would be particularly difficult to acquire a fifty percent majority to make changes as the system develops. So at a high level, I certainly think that the goal would be for the system to become uh, less and less changing, and in theory, less and less changeable over time. Uh, what that timeline might look like is unclear. But at a high level, would 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 say, from our perspective, you can kind of get to a place where there's things that can be modularly changed, like uh, like what pool, what assets are whitelisted in the silo, if that makes sense, without uh. Like changes to the model itself like how the weather is changed so would put the the goal for the final state of Beanstalk if you will to be one where uh, nothing needs to change at the model level but it's very easy to integrate and interoperate with Beanstalk so uh, uh, that would be probably the place where the rubber meets the road a little bit uh, but you know that I think
2: that that does a pretty good job of covering it. Got it. Okay. Um, i Once the new pod line reaches a certain length, could buying from the farmers market become competitive with participating in the barn raise?
1: Once the pot, the barn pod line becomes Well, the short answer is, in theory, the pods in the new pod line are effectively the same uh, from a buyer's perspective under the current plan as the pods in the old pod line. And so one way to look at it is that there's competition to acquire pods on the pod line uh, from the pod marketplace. But the other way to look at it is if you look at the pricing of the pods on the pod marketplace prior to the attack, that may be a good way to reference, um, how to price pods in the new pod line. Not sure which direction this, this relationship trends, if that makes sense, but it would, would probably think that it trends towards pricing the new pod line effectively, particularly given that, uh, while whenever Beanstalk restarts, you'll be able to buy uh, pods in the marketplace again, in theory, uh, this is really a limited time opportunity to acquire large amounts of pods, which, you know, if you look at the historical data on the pod marketplace, as cool as it was, there was only something like $4 million of value exchanged, I think. Um, And in short maybe five. I'm looking at the Dune dashboard. I think now it says five prior to the attack. So, uh, you know, this is going to be significantly more volume uh, for pods than, than has been the case historically for Beanstalk. So uh, unclear how that will trend, but uh, just based on the size of the pod marketplace, don't think it would have too much an effect in a downward, in a downward way on demand for, for the fundraiser.
2: Got it. Yeah. Sync chiming in, coming in clutch, 5.5 million.
0: sync. Um, okay, from Warthog, looking at the snapshot looking at the snapshot vote for Halborn, it says that they would begin an audit May 9th. Would the protocol be restarted on May 9th, or would were we voting for the audit to be completed before restarting Beanstalk? And how long would that take?
1: So it's an open question as to whether upon completion of the fundraiser, which won't even end until after May 9th, I believe. Uh, I think it's supposed to end on the 12th. Uh, Beanstalk could be restarted after that. Um, The timing of the audits are, assuming that there's a Halborn audit, they originally quoted us eight weeks, which would start May 9th and would end very beginning of July. We told them we'd prefer it to be a little bit faster than that, such that uh, hopefully the end of the Halborn audit would coincide with the end of the Trail of Bits audit, which is scheduled for three weeks starting June 2nd. And so they basically told us, you know, they're not going to rush the process in any way, which we said was fabulous, but they're going to let their engineers know that if it can be done by the end of June, that would be preferred. And so the thought is, from our perspective at least, you know, there should be a Dow vote uh, on whether to resume being stock prior to the completion of both of those audits, or to wait, particularly given that at the margin the fundraiser isn't going to be completed until uh, you know May twelfth under the current plan, uh, we're talking about at the margin maybe six or seven weeks of additional wait time. That is something the Dow is ultimately going to have to vote on i think from our perspective given what's transpired we're probably inclined to be much more risk averse and wait for both the trail of bits and the halborn audit to be complete prior to restarting the protocol but ultimately it'll probably be a snapshot vote for the Dow to vote on upon completion of the fundraiser
2: okay great and this might be a good time um
0: you know, folks can read it. I see uh, Warthog uh, did a post to it. But if you do, you want to just give a brief overview of the, um, the Halborn snapshot, please.
1: So, in short, Halborn is a very highly recommended auditing firm, uh, smart contracting auditing firm, a smart contract auditing firm. Excuse me. And in short, they have a uh, pretty good experience dealing with. Uh, protocols uh, post-hack, like ThorChain and BadgerFi. And in short, they seem totally willing and able to dive right in. Uh, They made an exception to their normal calendar. They said they're booking projects out in July and August, and they were willing to make time for Beanstalk, which is very nice. And they quoted us what we thought was very reasonable, given the initial audit costs uh two hundred thousand uh USDC uh you know this seems like a very reasonable quote it's the same amount. And in short, uh you know, from our perspective at this point, the more security eyes looking at beanstalk the better. So uh you know, to me it's a no brainer.
2: Uh, AJ says, we're doing this raise on the blockchain, right? Any vulnerabilities there?
1: So, uh, that's actually a great question, AJ. The thought here is to have uh, on-chain bidding uh, and participation, but uh, the actual ordering and distribution of the pods will be done when Beanstalk resumes. And the thought currently is to have all of the data from the bidding process indexed via a subgraph and therefore there will be the on-chain verifiability that everything is happening accurately uh the convenience of the subgraph um and you know then there's no additional risk of building any of this uh directly on chain on short notice in effect so uh that's the that's the concept and that will also facilitate because there will be a period of time between the end of the fundraiser and when Beanstalk is resumed, any any potential issues, although again, because of the simple structure of it, you wouldn't expect there to be too much complexity, uh, you know, any 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 issues could be resolved prior to beanstalk actually resuming. So I feel like from a risk perspective, this is a relatively low risk process. Now, when it comes to custodying the funds, uh, the funds will be custodied by a multi-sig wallet the in theory it's the same multi-sig wallet that beanstalk is going to be custodied by going forward uh which will be a uh i think a nine signature wallet was what was uh decided on uh i think uh in short that's a pretty secure process right the contract will be uh owned by a multi-sig and then upon completion of the fundraiser will immediately transfer funds to beanstalk which will uh which is again uh doesn't have any governance facet now, so there's no uh, risk of the same attack happening or a similar attack happening at the moment. And Beanstalk is going to be also governed by uh, that community multisig going forward. So that's the thought around security for the
2: fundraise. Okay, great. And can you, um, can you give any details on... I, that um,
0: Orthog is kind of asking about the the multi-sig and the bit voting process um, going forward can you discuss you know any discussions that are happening around that and, and where, where we are on that front
2: so
1: in short this is something that the DAO needs to agree on as some sort of process going forward but would what what, what would make sense to me would be to have you know, a snapshot for BIPs uh, following the same process or the same rule concept that Beanstalk was following prior. Uh And in effect, you know, using snapshot, I guess there would be slight changes because snapshot doesn't have the updating of stock over time, for example. So there would be minor changes to just the accounting at the micro level. But the thought would be to have a snapshot be where the governance votes take place for the time being. And then the multisig would be responsible for executing the will of the DAO as demonstrated on Snapshot, which is suboptimal, but still pretty decentralized in the grand scheme of things.
2: Okay. Uh, any more info regarding capital? Are you actively looking for capital or just waiting for the fundraiser to see? Can you, the
0: the the? Are you uh, actively looking for capital? No, I see the question.
1: So, uh, you know, it's very hard to comment on capital because a, again, we've never once asked anyone for a dollar amount per se, uh, because anyone can participate. uh, You know, anyone can do whatever they want. Basically, there's no there's no term sheet or safe or anything. It's just an interaction with Beanstalk. But at the same time, we're doing everything we can to make sure that people are aware of what's going on. Um, And there are lots of capital that's interested in talking to us and asking questions, and uh, we've been on plenty of calls. So I have no sense of what that's going to turn into in terms of uh, participation in the barn raise. But yes, that's a a focus at the moment.
2: Okay from our friend, the Black Knight. Are there discussions to leverage services like
0: Halborn ongoing to address a security presence on the project instead of the pressure of onboarding a security consultant on the team?
1: I don't think this is an instead of. I think it should be both. So the concept is to, upon completion of the initial audits from Trail of Bits and Halborn, have them do continuous audits. Uh, Halborn seems particularly well-suited for it given their structure and flexibility. So, uh, but don't think that precludes Beanstalk farms or Beanstalk from trying to acquire full-time security people as well.
2: Okay, Uh, from
0: IPO and Chill. Who, if anyone, would be able to submit and execute arbitrary code to the new Beanstalk contract? Are there other protections? exist to make sure that funds
2: cannot be arbitrarily moved from the Beanstalk pools elsewhere?
1: So there's two things. One, the multi-sig that owns Beanstalk at this point would be the only wallet that could execute arbitrary code on Beanstalk. um, And that would require however many signatures are on that contract. Um, Now, the other thing is, are there any other protections that exist to make sure funds cannot be arbitrarily moved from the beanstalk pools elsewhere? Uh, there's a lot of thought around how best to uh, re-architect beanstalk such that, for example, different siloed assets uh, may be totally uh, free from the control of beanstalk per se. Now that does come with additional frictions in the system, like with the example of the curve pool we were talking about a couple of days ago. Uh, but in short, everything is on the table to try to figure out how to maximally secure the contracts going forward. And uh, the hope is to chat extensively with the audit firms once they're looking at Beanstalk to figure out how to minimize risk across the board.
2: Okay, great. Casper. Uh, I think I remember you coming up last night. Welcome back.
3: Yeah, hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty um,
0: good. Okay, we can hear you. Go ahead.
3: Cool. So my question is kind of broader, just stepping back a bit, like, I'm curious if there are any major changes that you would consider before restarting, you know, hitting the restart button again, because in a way, you kind of have an edit button here, where if there were, I guess, like, parts of the system that weren't necessarily like, At least like you know the ones that were most on your mind if there were major fundamental changes that you would make to them would there potentially be like at least a discussion around those changes and like um you know might not be something you can do just in like a bit proposal but now that you have a restart button like are there things that you're
2: considering
1: Really appreciate that question, Casper, and, and recognize that this is an opportunity for everyone to kind of take a big step back and and think bigger, bigger picture, is there anything that might, might make sense to change at a high level? And I think from a smart contract architecture perspective, there might be a little bit to be said there because of obviously the weaknesses that existed in the current architecture. Um, but from an economics perspective, which is, I think, where your question was coming from primarily, uh, in short, no. Um, and one of the, I don't know if you want to call it a tragedy or maybe it was, you know, just this is the result of Beanstalk and its economic model really being somewhat ironed out to a large extent. Uh, the economics, and I would make the argument. There's lots of minor tweaks that could be proposed, like how the weather changes and how demand for soil is measured could be improved further over time. And there's lots of little tweaks that I'm sure over time the the, the Dow would have gotten around to making on beanstalk as more data came in. But at at like a high level, felt very, very strong about the state of beanstalk and there really wouldn't be anything that at a at a macro level I'd I'd be voting to change. Um Now, it is worth just noting, particularly over the past couple of months, as Beanstalk has really entered the 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 point in time where it's worth considering how it compares to all of the other stablecoins in earnest. uh, I think, you know, we've 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 really. I'll just speak for myself. I've tried to take a real deep look into. Every every stablecoin model that's out there, and I haven't looked at all of them, obviously. Like uh, the Neutrino one that happened last week, it was like I'd never heard of that one. Um, but the the idea is, you look at all of the other major successful stablecoin models, and I feel I feel like Beanstalk has the best one. So you know, that's not to say that it can't be improved. But at a macro level, don't think that there are any major structural changes that need to be made in the model. Think that instead the goal is to just get the model back in a place where it can continue to run, uh, limit as much as possible any attack vectors for things like this to ever happen again, and then over time continue to, you know, tweak and, and uh and prune uh and improve uh you know slowly and steadily, but didn't didn't really feel like there was at this point in time, anything really crazy that needed to be changed. Uh, like you look at BIP nine, I would point to, I think we would point to BIP nine as something really substantive in how the model functions that has had a really profound effect on the system. But, uh, you know, in short, don't think that there were too many of those changes that needed to be made. Uh, that are really substantive at this point in time. It was more like, what is convert, right? Generalized convert, generalized minting. Those are all bells and whistles. That's not uh, substantive changes to the model. So, uh, you know, hopefully that, that answers your question, Casper.
3: Yeah, it makes sense. I, I appreciate the uh, long-winded answer. And I think, I think another thing that is like particularly strong about this protocol is like or was the on-chain governance piece like i think that is needed for these sorts of systems
1: man me too yeah
3: yeah it's all about tweaking and like experimenting you know a few basis points this way and a few basis points back and like understanding how receptive the market is to those tweaks and then like slowly we can make a cool system the other thing that i would say is like in that respect like there, there could be potentially a way where, like, you still have the on-chain governance piece, but then maybe we like redeploy Beanstalk on a test net, and we can like use emissions to incentivize users to use the test net contracts to to like effectively make sure that there's no bugs, um, and maybe like use emissions as a cost for security, which is not really something we've seen, but given the backup with audits and stuff could make sense.
1: So in theory, really like that, but in practice, I think any, any on-chain governance going forward cannot be live without an, an immense amount of auditing and testing. Uh, and while it would certainly be great, really great to not have to forfeit the on-chain governance for the time being, you know, I think that's just a pill we're all going to have to swallow for better or worse. So, um, but I agree with you 100% that in the long run, stock needs on-chain governance.
2: For sure. Yeah, that's all I got. Thank you, guys. Cool. Thanks, Casper. Okay. We're moving on to Hammer's question. Hi, thanks for doing these.
0: I have a question about the barn raise and the weather upon restart. I believe the, the current FAQ suggests that the barn raise weather will go from 20% to roughly 400% over the sale period. Upon restart, weather to the pod line will return to where it was before the exploit, which was more like 5000%. I think all of us want to maximize the barn raise sales, but I'm concerned about the possibility of 5000% pods to buy, even after waiting to see how everything shakes out. That can look like a more attractive offer. As does buying LP post restart. Further, consider that any downscaling from an incomplete barn raise, that pod line would actually be much shorter than it is, and might not look significantly longer than the barn raise pod line. In terms of making the barn raise look like actually a great new deal for investors, I want to be clear that this is the best deal that you can get in for beans in the foreseeable future. Would we consider raising the barn raise weather or scaling back the weather post-restart to push investment in that direction?
1: What a great question. Um lot of thoughts here. Uh the to me, it would seem like this concept that it's better to wait to lend to beanstalk until after the barn raiser is complete because you could receive a higher weather is predicated on the concept that there will be soil after the barn raiser and if we look at the state of beanstalk over the past month and a half there hasn't really been any soil available there's been uh the price has been over one and there's been minimal soil available now the main difference in this case is that there's 77 million soil available um in in practice Beanstalk cannot issue 77 million pods at a 58X. That would not be sustainable. So just in practice, don't think you can really raise the weather. You could raise it slightly to 800%, 900%. But you know it's hard for Beanstalk to offer a 20X on $70 million or $77 million. Uh, that would really increase the, the debt level of the system dramatically. Um, and from the perspective of waiting to try to get the 5800 or, or potentially lowering the weather after the restart or, or at the time of the restart to discourage this incentive, again, I think it goes back to this is predicated on the concept that there will be soil after the reset. And because of the structure of the haircut where beanstalk will scale down based on the amount of capital it's able to raise – uh, the thought is that beanstalk should be in a comparable state to what it was in prior to the attack, but in a scaled down version. And so, in effect, just as there was no soil before the attack, would not expect, uh, there to be much soil after the attack. And therefore, anyone who's waiting to get a higher weather, uh, in practice, you know, think that that's unlikely to be able to happen because it's unlikely that there's gonna be a lot of soil, at least. Under the, you know, the current parameters proposed, that would be what what, what would be, appear to be likely. So, uh, you know, I think, I think that would be it.
0: Publius, can you expand on why you think that that would be unlikely? Under the current parameters?
2: Well, in short,
1: right prior to the attack, Beanstalk had a clear supply shortage. And there was a lot of minting going on. Now, whenever Beanstalk is restarted, uh, the state of Beanstalk will be scaled by the percentage of the farm fundraiser, the barn raise that is completed. And so, the concept is, if Beanstalk is only able to recoup fifty percent of the funds in the barn raise. Uh, it will be in the same state it was prior to the attack, but scaled down by 50%. And so under under the previous state, there wasn't a lot of soil available, and therefore you wouldn't expect there to be much soil available after the fact either, unless there was a major outflow from the system. But of course... Uh, all of the liquid assets in the system prior are now subject to this vesting from the pod line. So there's even less cell pressure than there was prior, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay, Uh, Hammer's response. I think that's a great point, but A will outside money understand the
0: limited nature of soil? And B, be true if there's uh, likely a volatile period after the restart. And C, if the pod line is scaled down to sh- to be shorter. Should the weather scale down with it?
1: So A, will outside money understand the limited nature of soil? I think that's up to everyone to try to communicate that as best as possible. And we can try to do that as well, but uh, all of the materials that are put around out around the barn rates should probably emphasize that tier point, Hammer. Um, will Will that be true if there's likely a volatile period after the restart? Well, no. If, if you had a significant period of time where the price was below a dollar, then there would be soil, but uh, don't think that it's likely that there's going to be a significant outflow in effect because of the structure of the 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 barn rates and the vesting schedule it's possible but but it just doesn't it doesn't feel likely based on the the you know price is a function of demand and supply buyers and sellers and the current structure is designed such that there are very limited sellers at the start and and if the pod line is uh go ahead Publius.
0: i just was going to say you know there are pretty much no sellers at the start Every single circulated, every single bean in beanstalk will be replaced likely with a, you know, locked vesting bean. And this includes everything from circulating beans to farmable beans to deposited beans to withdrawn beans. And thus, you know, there will be no unlocked beans with the exception of those in the liquidity pool, which will obviously have to be bought to be sold.
2: Or
1: pods that harvest. But if pods harvest, that means that oh, the price yeah. is above a dollar.
0: And farm beans that are minted to the silo.
1: There you go. So it's not that there's no cell pressure, but it's, it's highly limited. And to answer C, if the pod line is scaled down to be shorter, should the weather scale down with it? That's actually a very interesting thought. I hadn't thought of that, to be honest. Um, it's a great thought. It's a very great thought. I have to consider
2: that a little bit more. Okay, uh, quick one. When will the vote to unpause Beanstalk be held?
1: Uh, not sure. Probably sometime after the fundraiser, right? So after the fundraiser is complete, it would make sense for at that point, everyone to vote whether to resume or to wait until the
2: audits are complete. Okay, we have a hand going to bring up uh, ID on stage. Eddie, say one more thing. I couldn't hear that. Hmm. Let me, am going to mute you, unmute you. Say something now. Can you guys hear me? I can now. OK, great.
4: OK, perfect. Um. So, yeah, I've recently done kind of a deep dive into the algorithmic and decentralized stablecoin ecosystem and uh, really liked the tech of Beanstalk and was really sad to kind of see what happened. Um, And it sounds like you guys are going really deep into, you know, different security measures to make sure it doesn't happen again. But there still is that, you know, question of trust and um, I was just wondering if you guys were thinking of any other uh, initiatives or strategies to kind of rebuild that trust, or if you think it's just going to be kind of a function of time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot that can be done to demonstrate that, you know, the people that are working on Beanstalk take security incredibly seriously. But uh, I'm kind of with you that this is going to be a question of time to a large extent. And, uh, you know, there's a Lindy effect that needs to take hold, which has just been reset to basically zero. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of it is probably just time.
4: Yeah, no, that makes sense. And luckily crypto moves fast. Um, and I think, a, a good, a project with good fundamentals like this one will, will come back pretty quickly. um, uh, the other question that I had was, do you see, I, I know there's some issues with a collateral backing um, just being, you know, not as capital efficient and also kind of limiting supply growth, but do you see any way to integrate a collateral um, component to the stablecoin, And um, do you see that as a potential integration or are you really kind of staying away from something like that?
1: Well, so it's easy to see a million different ways to make it possible to have some sort of partial collateralization or a treasury or some partial backing, but uh, would be fervently against it, uh, you know, mm. as a as an opinion because think that there are two reasons. One, philosophically, the main thing that uh, the market is trusting by using beans is the credit of bean stock. Think that anything you're hiding behind in terms of, oh, well, there's a little reserve, or oh, there's an insurance plan, or oh, there's this, you know, that the only thing that that can really do, although I guess in, in circumstances like this, you may wish you had some sort of cash on the side. In reality, the only thing that that can do is change the structure of the market, if that makes sense, such that people can look at Beanstalk and say, well, whatever I previously believed in beans for, I no longer believe in them and so therefore you know if it really exposes the protocol to a soros style attack where it's like you drain the reserves you know now there's a, a major chance that the market loses total faith in the protocol if that makes sense so at a high level feel like it's much better from an, from a like a a behavioral perspective for Beanstalk to only be dependent on its collateral uh, not uh, its credit its credit if that makes sense
4: Right. Yeah, no, that was helpful. That kind of made me think of that in a different way where collateral is almost not really solving the problem here. Um, so, so thanks for that. And, and that's all I
1: have. Yeah. And the second thing, though, is anytime you have collateral, there is a cost associated with locking up that collateral. So there's, there's rent int- introduced for that. And uh, there's no need to introduce inefficiencies to the system.
4: Uh, where? Sorry, where would the rent be um, coming from?
1: It's well. In short, if you have to lock up a billion dollars to to create, you know, as collateral, there's opportunity cost associated with locking up that collateral. If that makes sense, right? Like the rent comes in the form of well, how would you fund the treasury? Maybe one percent of all bean mints gets sold on the market for ethereum or for three curve or whatever i put in the treasury well that's going to dramatically slow down growth of the protocol right so there's it's a tax in practice on the users and it's incredibly inefficient
4: right custody is kind of the lowest return possible that you could have on on the funds so that makes sense exactly got it thank you
2: thank you sir Okay, AJ, I'm going to read your question, but it doesn't make a ton of sense
0: to me. Um, do you have any liquidity right now? Where is that coming from and how is it being
2: paid back? Yeah, I don't understand the question either. Okay, a couple of comments. I think you skipped Ahu Jet above. Okay. Ah. Did there be a minimum uh, barn funds raised?
0: And if not met, would we rather restart the protocol?
1: So I was thinking about this earlier today. If Beanstalk raised $0, that would be like restarting the protocol. So any bonus on top of that, is better than restarting the protocol, in short. So from my perspective, there's no reason to put a minimum in there. It's like better than nothing. Nothing would be
2: restarting the protocol. So better than nothing is better than nothing. Yeah, I guess that's, that's true. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Okay, bringing up a Martech.
5: Hi, folks. Can you hear me? Sure can. Perfect, perfect. First of all, uh, many, many congratulations. This has been a long ride, but covered in a short time. So really, really appreciate everything. And thank you for listening to Community and incorporating some of the suggestions uh, that we shared last time. Uh, I think everything looks super. We are all primed up. Uh, Of course, as any other project, there will be hiccups. So uh, I have two parts uh, right now. One part is suggestions, a few suggestions that I observe that might help. Second part is questions, yeah? So I'll probably give a few suggestions first. Some of them I've shared before on the community Discord. So please forgive me if it's a repetition, yeah? Uh, First up is bounty, right? So I know there's a bounty on exploiters, uh, that if they return, they get 10% back. Uh, My suggestion will be also to have bounty on anybody that catches the exploiters and helps in recovering the funds that way we can get the entire white hat community crypto tweeter RV doubly, and- can
1: you comment on this because i thought we were trying to get that up
5: oh perfect
2: yes i think we were discussing uh 10
0: 10 plus 10 right
2: uh I don't
0: Just know what I
1: don't know I, I don't know what you're talking about, Dumbly, but I thought that uh Bean Ask and E Rio were working on a statement uh, to basically say if you recover the funds then you know the ten percent offer extends to White Hats as well, exactly as Amartech is saying.
0: I think that they are working on something to that effect.
2: Now is Amartek, yeah. were you su- suggesting Oh, yeah. Never, I think someone
0: in the general had suggested a 10% plus 10%, but
5: I, um, well, well, that, that sense? Yeah, I think 10% is fair enough because anyways, the amount is quite huge, 7, 8 million, and that can get all the best brains in the white hat community crypto Twitter, to work on that. And I understand that all our brains are very busy rebuilding this, but I just don't want to drop the ball on this part and don't want to give an easy escape to exploiters, right? So let's have the rest of the army work on that uh, while we work on rebuilding this. That was the entire idea. Yeah. Uh, so I'm happy to discuss this offline and clear the percentages like 10% and so on. And what's the idea behind it? Uh, but just wanted to bring this on top of uh, our priority list as well. Yeah. So that's one. Uh, second suggestion, and, and I think that's an easy one, but that is more to the UX team, is when this restarts, uh, whenever... <clears throat> Anybody from the old bean token holder are withdrawing. There should be a pop-up saying that I understand that there will be a haircut. And only when they click on yes, and I understand, then only the withdrawal takes place. The idea being that there will be a lot of people who have slept on it. They'll come back after two, three weeks or two, three months, and then click on withdraw. And then they will rage all over Twitter that this is dumb. I was never told and blah, 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 right? So we have to make sure that we manage that aspect as well and do the best we can. So it's a very small UX change, but it will go a long way in managing that kind of stuff. That was the second suggestion. Uh, Third suggestion, and I'm not sure this is discussed or not, uh, is related to when we do the fundraising, right? It will be really good if uh, leading up to that or during the bidding process, if there is a calculator or a graph uh, on the website where people can just enter parameters and see what return they can expect. The entire idea being that it creates FOMO when people can start putting in numbers and see how much return they can get and how it works out uh, rather than, you know, uh, just uh, one or two parameters like this will be the weather and this will be this. Because usually when they see the end figure, it creates, it's human nature, it creates a little bit more FOMO. So that was third suggestion and please stop me wherever possible or if i'm going too fast yeah and lastly the fourth suggestion is Keep uh, a
1: short... no one should stop you you're on a roll
5: <laughs> thank you sir i appreciate that uh fourth suggestion is i think a short two three minutes video to explain the simple mechanics of fundraiser return expected to a complete outsider so we all speak the same language, right? Pods, soil, beans, harvesting, but a new investor might not speak this language. So just uh, a simple two, three minutes, like a whiteboard video will be very helpful for any outsider to see, to have that, oh, gotcha moment that now I understand and now this is what it is. This is a very small investment, but I think will go a long way. Uh, so these are a few suggestions I had. Now I'll move to the questions part here. Yeah? Uh, if that is all right, uh, so advice. perfect. Uh, so questions; these are very simple questions, but I thought over communication is better than under communication, so I'll rather ask and clarify. Yeah. So one is, uh, as so for the old LP holders or stock seeds holder, right? As they are going through their vesting period and so on, waiting for full hundred percent investing. Uh. Will there be like returns compounded to what is stored in the silo as they wait?
1: Yes. So the concept is nothing about the interest profile of being in the silo will change whatsoever. Uh, deposited assets will continue to receive farmable beans, and if you farm your farmable beans, there, you know, then you'll earn the the seeds from them. Will start yielding grown stock, and so on and so forth. There's no change to the senior-rich model, other than uh, under the proposal, one-third of bean mints will go to stockholders as opposed to half.
5: Very good. Very good. And the subsequent follow-up question is that if anybody does, let's say, exits or withdraws early and gets that haircut, does that portion of LP gets redistributed uh, to other holders in the silo?
1: Yes, to the other people that are vesting. So, in effect, you will have a benefit for other people uh, cashing out early, in effect.
5: Mm, So, there's a high chance that by the time the 100% of investing happen, uh, a holder might have more than his initial deposit also, right? Uh,
1: Assuming a single person withdraws in advance, that would be the case.
5: Mm, Got it, got it. So, there's an incentive for... uh, all the old folks to hold because the deposit is growing. If anybody exits, it adds to their deposit. So this is a good mechanics that we want to have it running. Okay, very good. And just last question, and this is a more simplistic one. Has any big VC or firm reached out and shown interest uh, and offered to back up or invest heavily in the fundraise as of now? Uh,
1: There's lots of conversations, but nothing that... I'd feel comfortable talking about if that makes sense. But mm, people seem interested.
5: Very good, very good. Okay, I'll stop here, uh, course, I respect the time. But thank you so much for having me, okay? And these suggestions, I'll type it out and send over as well, just for convenience and ease of reference. Yep.
4: Epic. Bartek, Epic. thank you. We're so lucky to
0: you have a, you.
1: So lucky to have you. I just sent, sent you
0: a friend request. And also, I'm going to be following up. I just sent a... Couple of DMs out, but I'm, I'm going to be following up at our stand-up meeting tomorrow to see where, um, you know, what the status is on that uh, that bounty that you mentioned.
5: Thanks for that. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate. Thank you, and keep up the great work. I appreciate that.
2: Okay. Next, uh, what is happening with the 250,000 that went to Ukraine? It's for a great
0: cause, but they didn't want the stolen funds.
1: It's a great question. I'm not so, um, I'm not up to speed, honestly. Uh, I believe SiloChad was in touch with them, and they seem like they are inclined to try to get us the money back, but I'm just not involved in that process.
0: Yeah, I think there were some you know, some DMs, a couple of emails, so that's, that's something that I think is in progress, but we don't have any clarity on it just yet, um, uh, you know, that I've seen either, so. But we'll give updates on that, you know, as we have them. Okay, from IPO and Chill. How many minimum signatures are required on multi-sig to sign for contract changes and how many unique individuals
2: are signatories to that wallet? Lastly, is this a digital wallet? The,
1: the I don't I don't know what the multisig will end up being. You know, the thought is either five of nine, six of nine, or seven of nine. 6 of nine is probably the most reasonable um you know so that would be that would be six individuals of the nine I guess um and I don't really know what you mean by is this a digital wallet versus a hardware wallet uh, I I don't understand
2: IPO I'm sorry well, like most things like Gnosis allow you to
0: use a either a hardware wallet or a or just any Ethereum
2: wallet. It's dependent on the user. Um, but uh, okay. So from Turboy.
0: There was an article that came out today from The Verge that did not seem like good publicity about the flash loan. Um, in general, how has the marketing and media been? Is this something we're actively reaching out to to get media attention or are people reaching out to us or are these stories being written without our input
2: so
1: it seems like there's a ton of different coverage uh there's been a lot of outreach uh there's been some coordination and, and trying to answer some questions from some of the media um but in general haven't been following too much of that. Um, the think for the most part, a lot of the coverage has been reasonable. Did see that Verge article, which felt like was a pretty poor characterization of things. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of stories that are being w- written without, you know, our input or Beanstalk Farm's input, it would seem.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I think Dumpling, uh, you invited me up?
0: Yeah, Maud, I just thought if you wanted to comment at all on, on any of the media.
4: Yeah, w- with media and everyone who has reached to us, we always welcome them to our discourse. We're having one every day and we tell them all to come in and, you know, they can ask their questions uh, and, and have, you know, have everything out here open. and open. And all of our recordings Anyways, are always, you know, on Spotify, we put them on YouTube. So all of this information is out there. Uh and, and, and yes, so all of them who have reached out to us, we, we tell them, you know, they're welcome they're welcome to ask all of their questions on uh, our classes.
2: Okay. Thanks, Maud. Uh from Bean Money oh sorry, from Thirst Cow,
0: what safeguards are being put in place to prevent future attacks to governance? Well
1: this is a question we've answered, I feel like, a hundred times, but I'll, I'll answer it again because of how important it is, but we'll answer it a little bit uh, more succinctly. Uh, the gov- on-chain governance has been removed entirely. Uh, and going forward, Beanstalk will be governed by a community-controlled multi-sig. And so uh, that, with combined, the Halborn and the audits that are scheduled to start uh, imminently or in the next couple of weeks, you know that should... Uh, those are really substantive steps, but uh, don't want to make it seem like we're not taking it seriously. It's just, uh, you know, limited time left in this AMA and feel like this, this has been answered a couple times.
0: Yes, I will mention that uh, this
2: AMA is going 60 minutes, so we only have uh, seven minutes left in it. Okay, I'm going to bring someone up on stage. No, no one can hear you, Dumbling. Rip.
1: All right, we're gonna moderate ourselves for a sec. Maybe Mod, you can hop back up here and help us out. Um. The two two two.
2: Okay, I'm back. I'm back.
1: Uh, Syncubate had a question. Uh, Dumbling, you want to take it from here or uh? Sure, sure.
0: Um. But uh, building on Hammer's question about scaling down the weather, if the prior pod line is scaled down, is there even a need to scale down the prior podline if the goal is to preserve Beanstalk's credit
2: history? I'm going to trim it there, Sink. I think that's, I think that's a good...
1: Well, the point. short answer is not willing to take a haircut is a very aggressive offer if that's the position that Beanstalk wants to take to investors. Uh, agree that fundamentally it doesn't really change the structure of bean stock at a at a macro perspective, but it does dramatically change the value proposition of capital that's participating in the fundraiser, particularly the earlier participants. So if you're a fir- the first million dollar or the tenth million dollar, and you don't know if there's any money coming in behind you, the idea that you're now bailing out a seven hundred million pod line is very unattractive. So the haircut is really what makes makes it uh, an attractive offer, independent of how long
2: the pod line is. Okay, and uh, Phoenix just DM'd me a question. Hi guys,
0: I'm relatively new to stock and doing some work in anticipation of the barn raise. So forgive me for asking a basic question. Uh, where does the equity value come from? Like, for example, Circle generates net interest margin. What's the comparable value generation function
1: in Beanstock? So, don't think there's an exact parallel between a traditional business, but um, the the interest in the protocol is paid out from Bean seniorage. So, anytime the Bean supply increases, uh, the the beans are distributed to pod holders and to stockholders, and so. Stock is, you know, a little bit of a play on words because of how, how it does resemble stock. And uh, stock receives uh, interest in the form of bean seniorage when the bean supply increases.
4: Sorry, Publis. I was on the design um, channel. I just realized the dumpling isn't able to
1: take on no, questions. he's back. He's back. He's back. Don't worry. Don't worry, Mod. I'm
0: back. It was, okay. a, it was a quick uh, AirPod switch. okay
1: mod always comes to the rescue ladies and gentlemen
0: mod does come to the rescue um why one-third mint split why not increase the barn raise split to incentivize barn raise funding
1: well there's no reason ultimately and as we've said before the one-third 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 split is somewhat arbitrary you can offer additional priority to the Barn raise pod line, but don't necessarily think that you know, at the at the end of the day this is a, a negotiation between Beanstalk and the the creditors that are gonna come and lend to the Barn raise and think you know, it's like, well, there will be this haircut in the pod line, but there will be a one third, one third, one third split with no additional priority. So some stuff is additional and some stuff is you know, uh, You know, it's a give and take, if you will.
2: Okay, this might be the last question.
0: Uh, What about incorporating new soil purchases in making investors whole? Instead of letting bots buy all the soil, shave off some of the new beans minted each period and use that to buy pods
2: directly in a segregated account. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm being my, to- I don't understand. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I really don't understand. Okay, well we can't end on that one. We got to get, uh, got one more question, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Chats going off. I guess, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, we should mention the uh, the Bankless AMA
2: tomorrow, three p.m. Eastern on their on their Discord. Okay, uh, we could we could uh, hammer is building
0: off of Sync's question. How about the barn-raise plan works in an incomplete sale situation? At a certain point, it would feel like much more than a haircut. If we're scaled down to a small market cap, say $10 million, and then the rocket ship takes off again to $100 million and beyond, our dilution in that scenario seems to be severe, and our balance recovery very incomplete. Is there any thought to thresholds beyond which additional pods or beans are awarded to all those who have lost funds or liquidity? Clearly, a $700 million obligation at a tiny market cap does seem untenable. But as it grows again, its ability to repay those obligations becomes more and more doable. Since Beanstalk is fundamentally a machine that repays debts when it can, how can we do better to ensure that in a down barn raise and a subsequent growth scenario, we come closer to making those investors whole?
1: So it's tough, right? Ultimately, it's the same question Ahuja was asking about priority. It's like, why not just... Move the current pod line to a billion in line, and say going forward, beanstalk is going to start with a new pod line. And whenever it reaches a two billion supply, it'll start paying off this old pod line. Like there's a million different ways to slice it, you know. So at the end of the day, I think it's just at a high level, the Dow needs to come to some sort of consensus as to right what are the right trade offs and how much of a haircut is everyone willing to take. I think the haircut is a very compelling, aggressive. Uh, offer for Beanstalk to be making to potential creditors because again that first creditor or that 10 millionth creditor or the last creditor they should all feel good about the, you know coming in and providing capital if that makes sense so in short uh, there's no there's no particular reason not to do that other than at the margin think you know being unwilling to cut any of the debt is is a very tough bargain to drive.
2: Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Okay, well, an hour we an hour we said an hour we've spent. Uh, thanks everyone
0: for for coming by. There will be that uh, bankless AMA. We'll also likely do one on Sunday. Uh, Probably. Any last thoughts?
1: No, just want to say thank you everyone for coming. Thanks, Dumpling, for uh, leading us once again, and uh, we'll talk again tomorrow, everybody.